Hi, it's Kayla, and welcome to the Your Girl Trying to Make It podcast. I co-host this podcast with three other Gen Z girls of color, and we discuss our journeys through college and post-college, navigating the crazy modern world. Here, we share our honest, authentic conversations about our lives and experiences. I love these girls, and I know you're going to love them as much as I do. We hope that you'll enjoy the rest of the episode, because we're all trying to make it out here. Hi everyone, this is Sanji. And this is Kayla. And today we're having an episode with just um, me and Kayla just talking about all the things your girl is trying to do to make it. Dude, so, it's just it's been hard. Just, yeah, <laughs> it, it is really hard. Um, we're I think we're both in like the middle of our semester. Um, Kayla and I are both students at the University of Houston. So, like, we got finals coming up. Like, I personally am in the middle of a job hunt, but, you know, we'll get to that in this episode, hopefully. Um, But to start off, I know Kayla has a question that she wants to ask. So, before this episode started, me and Sanju were, of course, talking because we are friends in real life. And we were just catching up. And Sanju was talking about how she's going to come down to Houston. For those of you who don't know, Sanju is from the lovely San Antonio and yeah. so she hasn't been able to come down so we like have never met in person but she said she's coming down and so I was asking like what for and then one thing she was saying was for visiting the, to get her visa like renewed or something and I had a question because mm-hmm. my friend is also not a citizen either and she either has like a green card or a visa I don't remember I'm not a bad friend I just don't remember mm-hmm. but I mm-hmm. know like for one of them it's like you have to at least get a job because once you finish school you either get a job and they sponsor you or whatever, or you mm-hmm. go back. So, so Kayla, I guess I should clarify, like, I am, like, a U.S. citizen. The visa okay. that I'm talking about is, like, a visa to visit India. Oh, my uh, bad. Yeah, yeah, my that's, bad. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, honestly, I wouldn't know. Um, When my parents, like, came to the state, that was, like, super young, like, four um uh and like they did all of like the paperwork and figured all of that out so I feel like they would know but I honestly was too young to remember any of that so sorry yeah you're gonna have to like google it or, or like ask somebody else with more knowledge because like I mean like it because like two of my friends aren't citizens right but one of them is gonna be like I say going to be a doctor but like she wants to be a doctor and so obviously if you're doing that there's already a path for you to like get sponsored because like you work at a hospital like they'll sponsor you the other ones in like it so i think it is usually like it's more like flexible the path you take i'm sorry not it com sci so it's more flexible like the path you take mm-hmm. so it depends on whatever she wants to do so i was just curious because she's like she makes jokes she, she, she's like i'm just gonna have to marry a dude for his citizenship <laughs> and i'm like aha don't worry yeah yeah you've i mean like I'm I'm so thankful like my parents like figured all of that out before I was like old enough to really like understand it um because I have like uh through U of H I've met a lot of different types of people and I've had like no international students and like the crap they go to to literally like step foot into the United States is like amazing like my roommate of my one of my close friends she's an international student and like she once like sat down and like described to me all of the paperwork that she did and she was like 
she was like what like like still a baby like fresh out of high school and she was doing all this paperwork and I was like how how did you manage to do that like and have the drive and the motivation because it's like it's not easy at all to even secure a student visa it's a lot it's a lot and I remember it first became like really apparent for me at least whenever I was in high school because like that was when especially when it was like college applications because Mm -hmm. then my my friends were like no like we can't apply for like these scholarships because like they only apply to like U.S. citizens or like they Mm -hmm. didn't qualify for like because of something like the national merit because they they weren't citizens I was like Mm -hmm. oh my god that's crazy but Mm -hmm. yeah it just it just goes to show like how your citizenship is such so important in the country that you reside in like Mm -hmm. being a citizen of the country not only like I don't know gives you like the inclusivity but also um, gives you a lot of benefits and such things of that nature so I wish your friends the best of luck Um, I am begging and praying that they like win the lot like win the visa lottery or whatever it is I know um, to get that HB one visa. I, I I'm sorry, I probably made that. I don't know what it is, but but I know Tanji, you just like in regards to obviously like why you would need a visa or like whatever. Um, it relates to like possibly getting a job and stuff. And so Sanji, who's going to be a rec- or not recent, going to be a soon to be graduate. Oh my god! Oh. I know you have experiences, story, mm-hmm. rants. Yes, I got I got all the like in my infinite wisdom as a senior, I've I guess I've experienced um a lot of the, you know, journey that it takes to like develop yourself in college and graduate with a job. So where I'm at right now is I'm currently looking for a full time job, and I have received like zero offers. And I'm low-key, like, starting to sweat a little bit. Um, So for those who don't know, um, like, job hunting, at at least the timeline that I know at U of H, it starts, like, the beginning of the fall semester. So, like, like most companies open up. Yeah, right? they start opening up their applications like then and I'm not saying like every single company in the world like opens it up then but like that's when it usually starts and um and so like I've been on it like I've been going to like career fairs and I've been interviewing and like doing all of these things but I'm not getting an offer and it's like November and it's gonna be December and then it's gonna be spring and then I'm gonna graduate and like what the heck no you're like having this snowball effect in your Mm -hmm. brain like let's break it down because like I feel like I mention this every time but I seriously just don't know because like like I said I feel like medicine is so linear but like Mm -hmm. every other discipline is like very much flexible and like there's many paths you can take so I know Sanji you're like MIS and like that has something like plays a part in how you apply for jobs. So when mm-hmm. you apply for jobs, is it like similar like how you apply for college? And like, there's an like, online application, there's a resume, there's an interview. Mm-hmm. Like, how does it work? You know, that's. I feel like yes, we should start there for our listeners. <laughs> um, 
So like the job application process as I know it is yes, you there's uh most companies have a job board that they post positions on and then you apply through the job board and the application would ask you things like, you know, what's your name, demographic information, what's your major, um, please attach your resume, attach a cover letter, like fill out like the voluntary disability acknowledgement form and like are you a veteran and all of those like, you know, like standard things. Um, but after you, you know, submit that initial application, I think one step that that if you're lucky and you have the resources available to you, the next critical step is like meeting the company or company representatives at a networking event. And like this is why this is why people should go to career fairs, should, you know, be involved in their universities, um, you know, companies that they invite to come to to talk about their the positions that they have open and the and the company itself because that's such a vital like that's how you get noticed by these recruiters and be like, hey, like I talked to this girl at this when I went to U of H and uh presented this mm-hmm. there. And so um they they it makes you it makes them remember your name and gets you to the top of the the, the pile of applications <laughs> that they have to look through. So I think it's like that face-to-face is really vital for, you know, scoring that initial interview. So so after that meeting process is the interview and then um, and then some interviews are just like, it's just like one and like maybe like a video interview where they you they send you a link to a platform like HireVue and you record like answers to questions um and then and then another type of interviews like actual like face to face or within the virtual environment like Zoom meeting face to face um and then you know you don't know how many interviews there will be unless the company really tells you but mm-hmm. expect like you know 2 to 3 Wow, and, like rounds? Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, two to three rounds of interviews, um, and then and then you get like your offer decision. So, um, so I guess like what I want to low key like rant about is the fact that it's not like I've I've made it to um, two companies um, interviews, but like at the last phase of that interview process, like I've been like they were like no thank you and like you know didn't give me an offer so I guess like it's not the fact I know that I still have time left to find you know the perfect job and I'm not like you know whining about the fact like why did this company not want me because obviously like if if they struck me down they probably have a very good reason for it and I don't think like yeah so so I I feel you know pretty okay with that But I guess, like, what my major concern is that I want your opinion on, Kayla, is, like, why do I, like, keep, like, why am I being rejected? And, like, yeah, so, or or not, not, like, why am I being rejected, but, like, how do I get over this rejection and, like, move on and, like, still apply and, like, keep a positive mentality? Because at this point, I'm like, "Mm, I'll never get a job. I'll just have to live on the streets yeah 
That's a really good question. I think Sanji earlier also said something really nice. She had a really nice way of putting it. And what she said was it kind of, I'm going to literally just quote her. She was like, honestly, the core issue is something we all relate to as human beings, which is rejection. So Sandy said this, not me. (laughs) But (laughs) I think that is true, that it's like the rejection that really hurts because it's something that you put time and effort in. And it's something that regardless of what you're doing, it's, Something that like it's it's something something you wanted something that you really really wanted and like especially with a job you're like you're researching about the company who's there the work environment probably mm-hmm. like benefits and you're like creating this future for yourself obviously right exactly exactly in your mind you're like oh if I have this job then I can like do this and like if you're like me which I don't know we're pretty similar but like mm-hmm. like oh, my routine's going to be like this. In the morning, I'll wake up and I'll have a Zoom call and then we're mm-hmm. going to do amazing things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, okay, so, so, like, I think that's one reason why, like, because you're building that future and so you're like, oh, it's like, so if you don't get it, you're like, dang, I'm not going to get this future, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't want to say, like, don't build that future ideal, but especially because it's just, like, oh another thing it's like covid so i feel like the job hunt is super hard after this like not even it's not just like new graduates entering the workforce it's like people who've been in the workforce are also losing their jobs and Mm -hmm. i know i was reading an article recently and it was like graduate students are just like holding pausing on going to get a job and like reverting to other means like staying in school or like getting another master's which to me is like contradictory because I'm like then you're just paying more money but like Mm -hmm. what the article said so I think it's also something to keep in mind is like it is a little personal I think but it's also a lot to do with the situation at hand like the economy is definitely down and like Mm -hmm. don't exactly have like the bandwidth and if they did they had workers before who they probably like laid off or whatever and so I think it's really hard given the situation Mm -hmm. so Kayla like I think you're trying to comfort me by saying like uh, and I I totally agree with you like these companies that that are rejecting like me as an applicant aren't doing it because like they don't think like I'm it might not just be because they think they don't think I'm the good, a good candidate for them. It's just that they might not have the capacity to keep, like, train me up and, like, bring me to their company. And um, and there might be, you know, experienced professionals out, out in the workforce looking for a job that, um, that have been let go from their previous jobs that would be a better fit for these positions. So, like, you're right. Like, this is, this is a really tough time for a lot of people. Um, and for the economy and, and and just not the best environment to get a job in so I I feel I I feel like acknowledging that has given me a little <laughs> peace of mind but the other you know half no, well, like, the other like 90 percent is like it's like no like I need to I want an offer so I can plan my life out so I can like figure out like where the heck I'm gonna go in like when I graduate in in May mm-hmm. I went to so this this might be like sidetracking but I went to uh, Best Buy today because <gasps> uh, with my brother mm-hmm. uh, wearing masks you know doing all of the safety uh, precautions and um, 
And like it's pre Black Friday, right? So they have like mega deals, right? Yeah, and I, really? I was like, Wait, I'm sorry, this is like I talked about. It's like I want to buy an iPad. Uh huh. Telling me Best Buy has really good deals. But mm-hmm. I was like, do I wait until Black Friday, Black Friday, or can I, like, buy one now? I'm lost. Um, I can give you more on that. Like, honestly, it depends on um, on what your price range is. If, it's, if you think you can make a pretty good deal right now, then go for it. But... Um, or wait till Black Friday, but yeah, the more more later. Like we'll have an episode about bargain hunting because that's what that's me. I'm cheap as hell. But um, basically, like when I was there, I saw like a bunch of like TVs on sale, and I was like staring, and I was like, huh, like when will I need to purchase this for my apartment when I like move out for my job? And I was like. I was like, wow, Sandy, you need to take a little step back and like figure out where where it is you're getting a job and like what job you're actually going to do. But to Kayla's earlier point, like I I definitely like I'm definitely the one to plan out my future. And every time I get like an interview request, I'm like, ooh, like I'm already mapping out like, you know, my apartment and like furniture and like all of that. Like that's because that's who I am. But um, it's been really so when I get these rejections, it's not only like, oh, they've rejected me, but I have to let go of that future that I've envisioned for myself. And that is not fun, (laughs) to say the least. Yeah. Yeah. Kayla. I also want to say, yeah, what? (laughs) What should how should I move on? Like, no, no, like, honestly, the way like I deal with. Mm-hmm. It's like two, two, two types. So like, there's one where it's like the rejection when it comes from like I don't even remember, but like I'm gonna say like as a broad statement, like rejection from like teachers. And like I'm silly, but I take rejection also as, as like me getting like a bad grade on a test or like, mm-hmm. like and they're like grouped in that category. They're very like not minuscule, but they're like small things. And then there are like things that I actually really really want, and like the ones that I like apply for take time for but that in the end like maybe I don't get so for the first one where it's like smaller things I'm always like whatever like I I don't need this like I don't need you like it's very much like like if you reject me I'll reject you like ignoring the issue at hand Mm -hmm. and just pretending that I don't need anyone and like for me that works especially in those cases because then it's just like very quickly I can move on from that but then for the other things I definitely am also want to like kind of sit and like analyze and be like why did I not get this whatever whatever and I, I sit there for a while but then I also then move to the uh, to the how I approach the first one which is like I don't need them and like it's like you reject me, I'm gonna reject you. And not in like a mean way where it's like, I'm gonna hate that company or like I'm gonna hate that person forever. But I think it's like for me, it's definitely an easier way to deal with it at, as mm-hmm. at first. Because like right now, especially if you're getting like multiple like no's, it really sucks. And like you don't really have time to like be nice to that company. Like, you know, you, you kind of have to like prioritize yourself first. And because of that, the easiest way for me to put myself back together is to like mm-hmm. reiterate like how great I am and like whatever. And I also know like people are like, I'm just, I don't want to sound like Sue or like something, but it's like good things will come to you, right? And mm-hmm. um, I'm definitely not the person that like, 
believes in all that stuff, I guess. But mm-hmm. I, think, I, I think there is some, like, comfort behind that where it's, like, one job wasn't meant for you or one opportunity wasn't meant for you, but another will come on its way. Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm. No, Kayla, like you're you're extremely right. Like I think I feel a lot more hopeful nowadays, and I think this is a good like segue into like um into talking about like uh, how current events, like the news that have happened, that's like kind of changed my outlook and and my hope for the future. Um, I think definitely hearing about the vaccine. Um, that's like 90% effective uh, by Plitzer. I, 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 I'm so sorry if I'm like mispronouncing that, but like, oh, that Pfizer, Pfizer, <laughs> Pfizer. Mm-hmm. Well, I, when I heard that news, I was like, wow, like humanity came through and I, I know like there's going to be, there's a lot more issues besides just like creating the vaccine. There's problems with the supply chain of its mm-hmm. dispersal, but, um, but like, it's just like, I heard that news and I was like, oh my God, there might be like a future where I'm able to step outside and like not wear a mask and fear for my life, you know, yeah. that sort of thing. And that's really ma- given me like a boost in mental, you know, positivity. What about you, Kayla? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Just like, I I, I will address that in a second. But I, mm-hmm. I wanted to say was just like, maybe it's because like, I'm I'm very like I was telling you today like I'm very like burnt not burnt out right now because I think if I'm burnt out then I'll probably like not be this happy but like I'm 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 like pretty like I'm pushing myself right but at the same time I think I'm also knowing that every small thing I do is not going to affect like my life right so like Mm -hmm. I don't get that one opportunity or if I don't do well on an exam I know it's like because me I'm I'm like kind of going back into the exam season but it's like those things it's like every small thing I do isn't gonna isn't gonna have like consequential impact right and mm-hmm. so in terms of like this internship and job hunting I think that even if it's, it's your first job and it's gonna be one out of like many you're gonna have in the future mm-hmm. and so even when you look back on it right now I I, I look back and I'm like oh middle school and I was like it's so important what high school I go to it did not matter what high school I went to mm-hmm. and so I think this not the same can be said for like your first job but it's like it's gonna be one out of many things that's gonna happen in your life and so just mm-hmm. kind of taking everything like day by day or just mm-hmm. taking it and working with the flow can maybe help bring more ease of mind because for me now it's like there's less of a burden and weight on me to be like perfect at everything because in the end it doesn't really matter how perfect I am it's just how I choose to go with things I guess Ooh, I love that. We need to put that like on a on a tote bag or something. But I feel like what I'm hopeful for is because I I think I am really hopeful right now, and I think um maybe a little more appropriate for like New Year's or something. But it is true because I feel like um before it's just a lot of times. So Sanji mentioned like the 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 vaccine. And um, I'm really happy about that because, but I still think that like schools and things will not be normal until like the fall. I told my friend that he was like, no, 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 no. I'm pretty sure it's gonna be normal by like the end of spring. But I was like, like, see, you know, like there's a problem with like supply chain, like dispersal, and and I was just like, I don't know how they're gonna give this to like everyone 
any everywhere is and even like in the US, I'm like, how are you gonna get this to like everyone? Like not everyone visits clinics or hospitals or has a regular mm-hmm. condition. And so I was just like, IDK. But mm-hmm. that's one thing. Um, the second is obviously I'm very hopeful because school is ending soon. So I'm hopeful that I can finally relax. Mm-hmm. Um, but the third thing is just I'm um uh, so for those of you who are listening from, well, I feel like everyone was probably paying attention to this, but like the elections happened and I know um, other countries also cared about that too because I know like, I think oh, in, definitely. India, in India, it's like a national holiday, right? Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so um, before, I think when I was younger, I didn't really talk about politics, right? Because like, I mean, I like I was too young. And so... Um, then I got into high school, and that's what I kind of got more into because I like joined the debate team, and like debate is obviously mm-hmm. kind of core political. Um, mm-hmm. And so then I started like learning more about it. But even then, I, I like I was still I I felt like I was still like too young. I didn't really know anything, and that's partially my fault because like I didn't read the news enough. Um, but then now that I'm like in college, it's like, oh, I can, I, I feel like I know a little more, like I'm more exposed to things, but then mm-hmm. it always felt really hard to talk about just because how polarizing politics had become, especially just given the situation for the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't want this show to get political either, but I do feel like, um, if I feel like, it, like things are more less polarizing now, I'm like, that's definitely assumptuous because like it happened like a week ago but Mm -hmm. I do think that like at least people aren't going to be as criticizing or mostly because of like the news that I'm watching and the people that I interact with so it feels less mean and less cruel but I do feel that more feeling of like openness and like the ability to like now like discuss issues without fearing about like offending somebody because before I would always ask people like their opinions and be like very interesting but I wouldn't really as much like engage in the topics I just I was very fearful of how the conversation could go and I definitely didn't Mm -hmm. want to like offend anyone or also like deal with the problem Mm -hmm. no I completely understand like so when I was in high school um I was really like into politics and like current news and stuff and then um, after the results of, like, the 2016 election, I was, like, really, like, disappointed um, by the results. And not only, like, not only was I kind of, dis- not only was I disappointed, but I just couldn't understand why it happened. And it really, like, because... Like, in my infinite wisdom, as, like, I don't know, a 17-year-old girl, I thought I knew what how the world works and, like, all of that. And the when it didn't turn out the way I expected it to, I was like, wow, like, is this what the world really is? Is this, how can, uh, is this a manifestation of America? And I was, like, very, very, uh, like, like, shocked and upset at the fact that I didn't see it coming so after so like ever since you know the 2016 election I kind of like took a step back from like current events because I was like there's no point in trying and listening to this because there's because I won't understand what's going on like I and it just uh and I didn't want to engage in political discourse because for the same reason as Kayla like it was a very polarizing like issue uh, politics 
and I, I don't want people to judge me on my political views, and I don't want to judge other people on political views, because that's just one part of them, and I don't think that's a very good, you know, way to um, establish or, 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 like, in a relationship. Uh, and and since given the the issues at hand, it could make or break a relationship because that's how polarizing politics mm-hmm. was. But um, uh, anyway, the point I'm getting to is that this 2020 election really n- not it's it's not the results that really like made me more hopeful. Um, but it was the it was the learning that I did along the way. Like, I thought, like, when I think of 17-year-old Sanji versus, like, 21-year-old Sanji, like, my 17-year-old me, like, thought I, thought she knew how the world works, but the 21-year-old me understands that just because I think a certain way doesn't mean that everybody else will, Mm -hmm. and that's okay. That's what I learned this entire, like, four years. It doesn't matter that I think one way, and it doesn't matter that other people don't think the way that I do. What matters is that we come to a common ground and compromise, and that's why that's why I have a lot of hope for um, for the future, and that's why I'm happy about the results of the election, because I think um, we have we have a a greater chance of compromising and bridging like this really like like this mm-hmm. really big political divide and i really really hope that we don't you know your your political party doesn't define like your ability to do actions and like make compromises mm-hmm. so yeah i literally resonate with that so much because yeah, like, that's what, like, one of the things I feel was just, like, and I, I hadn't, like, noticed it before. And maybe it's just, like, hindsight. Or maybe I'm, like, romanticizing it. But, like, I really feel like there was, like, tension for me that, like, mm-hmm. went away. Because, like, it's, like, l- being less scared to, like, talk about things. Or, like, I felt like I was constantly hearing things, like, oh, like, this happened. And it was so bad. And then this other bad thing happened. And, like, more bad things happened. And it was just, mm-hmm. like. It did, and it didn't directly affect me just because of like like how I understand like my privilege, so it didn't affect me. But it was still like it was quite sad and it was quite upsetting. And so, um, just like hearing those things all the time didn't necessarily like make you feel good, right? And so, when that happened, I felt like less of that tension in my body. And just like mentally less tension as well, because now I think I'm hoping that hopefully less like less bad news will come about, and mm-hmm. just having like better days in the future. Mm-hmm. Right, like like my uh, the personally like the one thing I want is like um, being able to fully go like have America like fully on its feet again i.e. like people being able to go outside of their homes and like work and like kids going back to school and all of that within a year and I really think like no matter which um, administration had Mm -hmm. won the election I think that would that would have been uh, the eventual goal of either um, either of the uh, political either of the candidates and I really think that I'm really looking forward to how 
um, the um, the Biden-Harris administration will address this issue because like it's like I I'm an avid follower of um, of various like uh, you know political like things like uh, political I guess journals or what do you call it like news outlets that's a better term and one of them is The Economist and like um like they had such interesting like covers like before and after the election before the election they were like this is why this candidate needs to win and after the election they were like oh he won but he's gonna he has to do all of these things and I was like wow wow y'all but I I the the more recent um the more recent spreads that they had we're talking about how the Biden-Harris administration has to tackle like a wide variety of issues that's not just coronavirus oh, related, oh, no. but also like like they have to like fix like climate change and like global warming and they have to like um, well, um bring back jobs <laughs> and yeah they have to like like bring back jobs and like uh-huh. bring uh, uh keep people employed and they have to like support the fix the American healthcare system and figure out a way to like, yeah, like pay for this oh, coronavirus yeah. vaccine. And it's like, it's like asking them to like, they have to do all do these so things do, do in four years. So it's like, cause sometimes I'm, and I'm like, this is probably how people felt like back in the day too, but it's like, we're basically like, I don't even know if we're in a depression, but we're definitely in a very like key moment of time. Mm-hmm. And we're just, we don't realize it. Right. We're just like, Oh Yes life is normal like living in my home is very normal taking these many meetings online is very normal but we're not we're in a very like key moment of time and we look in the past like after those key moments there's so much that has to be done so for me when you said that I was like yes they first have to like get this vaccine to everyone and then they're gonna have to address like the issue of like bringing back jobs dealing with kids who probably haven't done that well in school because it was online like mm-hmm. an entire crazy. generation exactly. of an education gap and like less social skills probably just because like they weren't like interacting with like other people like less mm-hmm. um cultural like mixing like diversity mixing because like once again they didn't see that many people um and then, like, I wasn't, and, like, the economy and, like, trade, I think it's going to be so different now because, like, people were saying um, less global trade trends probably just because of, like, you can see the severe impacts of that. Um, I wasn't even thinking about, like, they have to fix, like, climate change or mm-hmm. address these, like, those much more long-term issues that are still there. But, like, mm-hmm. they're very much still pressing, but they seem less pressing because, like, we have a more urgent um short-term problem on our hands and so that's mm-hmm. that, there's so much that's going on and I can't mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's it's a lot and like honestly I don't know how well they'll be able to handle all of these issues but I hope for the sake of a better America a more united America for a better world that these issues aren't you know, aren't speared across party lines, and that compromise is reached by both U.S. political parties in for the sake of establishing some sort of action on all of these fronts. Like, I, I really think these past four years have really made me love moderates 
mm-hmm. and and just just being able to be like go into you know a heated political argument and be that peacemaker and be like hey like I see your viewpoint and I see your viewpoint and I want to address both and I don't want to leave either of you out in my solution and I like that's <laughs> I really hope like that's the kind of political environment that we have continuing forward to the future and I really hope I have this kind of like moderate compromise mindset for the rest of my life because like like you know how they say um when you're younger you're more democratic and when you're older you're more republican or more conservative but I hope for for the sake of like I guess like the present me right now hopes to keep in mind that no matter how um more how conservative I may get into the future or how maybe I become more liberal in the future I don't know but regardless of which way I go I keep in mind that again like the way that I think isn't the way that everyone needs to think or should think and everyone has different views so and that's okay and that's what being American that's what it is to be human to be American Mm-hmm. So the the most essential form of political weapon that you could ever have is compromise. And that's, that's, that's true. the lesson, kids. Yeah. That's so true. And I, I think, like, the one thing that I have a lot of, like, hope for is, like, us. Like, we're, like, the yes. next generation. And, like, I feel like we could really have such a big impact. Just, like, mm-hmm. given where we are in time, like, the technological advancements, like, the advancements in, like, all industries. Like, there's mm-hmm. so much that we can do. So I'm always, like, excited because I think about it and I'm like, oh, I could be, like, next to the next, like, Supreme Court, like, justice or someone who runs, like, the next, like, really big, like, Fortune 500 company. And, like, mm-hmm. of course, I'm like, I'm probably not. But, like, it is so cool that someone, like, my age is obviously. Never say cool. never, girl. <laughs> you might be, like, you might be the next Steve Jobs. Who knows? Oh, my goodness. But, yeah, so I have such high hopes for the new generation. And I that's why I'm going back to what we were talking about in the beginning, like, keep putting yourself out there and like keep dealing with those no's because one of them is going to be a yes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so true girl yep so I I think um that's all for today's episode we covered a lot we started from um what what did we start from like I think it was just yeah it was just me ranting about rejection and then we got to um the hopes for our future and then like the political environment and how that's giving us hope but we covered a lot of ground today and I hope that everyone who's listening gains a little nugget of wisdom or two or even just like you know like yeah these girls seem like fun to hang out with that's okay too but Uh, We uh, thank you so much for listening and please um, like and subscribe on wherever you get this episode from and follow us on our Instagram, your girl trying to make it. Uh, We really enjoy having these conversations and we hope that y'all enjoy listening to us having these conversations too. Right, Kayla? Of course. Thank you guys so much for listening and hope to catch you next week. Bye. Sounds good. Bye.